0: I'm John. I'm Keith. And this is... Chat. Chat. Your somewhat reliable source of information for... Most things, John. Most things, Keith. And somewhat reliable source of information for most things, including Halloween.
1: Yeah, man. So it's Halloween month, so we got a special Halloween episode for you.
0: And, and more particularly... Yeah. Mummies. Mummies. Heck yeah. All right, man. Well, we're so, gonna... what is a mummy, yeah, John? Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second. We're going... Listen, we're going to hit it off with a little bit of what is a mummy. Then we're going to dive into just a little quick history of Halloween. And then we're going to let Keith bring us into a more modern day mummified pop culture kind of vibe. All right. There you go. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So a mummy is a person or animal whose body has been dried or otherwise preserved after death. So when we think of the mummy, we generally envision that old movie form of mummy, right? A human form wrapped in layers of bandages. Yeah. And, of course, those mummies come from Egypt. Egypt. So, So, interestingly enough. I got a question. Yeah. Was Lazarus a mummy or a zombie? Well, that's a whole different podcast, Keith. (laughs) He was just human. He was was human. He was a rose, but I bet he looked like a mummy. He probably looked like a mummy. He probably had some linen clothes. yeah. Yeah. So that's what we think of, that <laughs> shuffling mummy arm out, oh, yeah. kind of like a Frankensteinian sound yeah. with a shuffling uh, linen-wrapped fella. But interestingly enough, Keith, other cultures, including the Incas, Australian Aboriginals, Aztec, African, and even ancient European yeah. societies, mummified those generally who tended to be more wealthy or, or higher status in society, often kings or, or uh, priests or uh, chiefs, that kind of thing. So, But the end game of all this was preservation of as much skin tissue as possible. And as far as what we know, if you think about mummies, we generally think about Egyptian mummies. So we're going to talk about that for half a second, man. So the Egyptian priests of ancient Egypt were the experts in this process. They would wash the body. They would remove all the organs except the heart and place them in a jar. They would pack the body and organs in salt to suck out as much moisture as possible. Then, interestingly enough, Keith, they did something that we do these days. They embalmed the body. Yeah,
1: but instead of using fluid. Yeah,
0: they used resins and essential oils such as myrrh, cashew, juniper. Essential oils went back that far. Way back that far. Boy, they were fooling people way back. (laughs) Man, they got them back in the day. Snake oil. And then they wrapped them. (laughs) <laughs> uh, another <laughs> podcast too. Yeah. anyway so they wrapped them in linen then after that process there's also I forget what they did with the heart there was like a scarab type thing they put in the heart I think mm, so anyway that's another one of those Egyptian mummy things but they were often, it's interesting, I don't have a clue what a scarab is. So. Well, that's all right. We'll just pretend like we do. We're somewhat reliable, Keith. We ain't got to get right. this just right.
1: People don't right. look.
0: If you're looking, look, if you're looking for 100% right on the spot, preciseness, yeah. you look elsewhere.
1: That's right. All right. That's so anyway, not what we do here. That's not
0: what we do. So they're often buried in elaborate tombs. We yeah. think of like when we were kids and even through now, what's the most famous mummy that you can think of from like Egyptian times? King Tut. King Tut. Right? And he was buried in what do you call that? You remember what you call the big thing that the mummy's inside of? The tomb? A sarcophagus. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. A sarcophagus. <laughs> I
1: thought that was a uh, Sesame Street character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing, like the big thing with the bearded-looking deal and all the stuff on it? Yeah. Gold. That's the sarcophagus, that's the sarcophagus man. Sarcoph- it's kind of like his vault. Right next to the Snuffleupagus. The Snuffleupagus, <laughs> that was him. Sarcophagus and Snuffleupagus. Yeah, they were buddies, man. And, of course, then if you happened to be a king, you were then placed in a big, giant pyramid even, perhaps.
1: Yeah, and they would even put like all their things in the pyramid room with them, right? Right. Everything they need it for... The afterlife, maybe vehicular. Type yeah, things they or they had to have here.
0: the stuff, man. So let's take a let's hang just a slight left or right, either one here, and so we're getting up on that Halloween season, Keith. Mm-hmm. When you think of Halloween, not historically, but what comes to mind when you think of Halloween, monster in your day and age, monster monsters. monsters, the monster mash, the monster mash, candy, <laughs> <laughs> trick yeah, or treat, candy for sure, yeah, jack o' lantern, carving candy, pumpkins, candy, as Garfield said. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, carving pumpkins. What else, man? Um, anything? Oh, movies. Movies. That's yeah. a big part of it because my yeah. son's already started wondering, Dad, we got to watch some scary movies. Yeah. So that's Dreading a big part up of it. Is stuff dressing up as stuff. That's yeah, the big costumes. One. Man, I had a buddy of mine. I won't say his name because I know he might not want to be on our podcast. I don't know, but he dressed up like Forrest Gump when Forrest was a runner. Oh, you know, with cool. like the gym yeah. shorts and the long beard. It was pretty awesome. He looked that just like him. Cool. All right, so quick, quick intro to Halloween before we let you dive into the thing. So right. Halloween, we know now ultimately that term comes from the idea of All Hallows' Eve, right? All right, so how did we get there, though? Well, there was a—hey, speaking of our Irish counterparts here, yeah. back in the Celtic days, before the Roman Empire, before Christianity came to the land of uh, Ireland, the Celts had a festival in— it looks like it's pronounced Samhain, but I think it's so in. Oh, okay. It's pronounced like O-N. So basically, it was a celebration that marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of a dark, cold winter. Okay? Oh. A time that they believed, you know, was associated with human death. And that's pre so, All Hallows Eve. Right? That's way before that. Yeah. We're talking like 2,000 years ago. Oh, okay. More than 2,000 years ago, because we're talking prior to... Roman Empire being there we'll get to later but okay. we're going to make this quick like two cool. or three minutes so alright so this marked the end of the summer it was celebrated with bonfires they would even throw like maybe animal bones in the bonfires so they believed that the night the Celts did the night before the new year the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred so on the night of October 31st they celebrated so when or yeah. Sam Haines what I always said when it's believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth So they would also go from those fires like they had put out their hearth fires. And I didn't study it deeply to figure out what those fires exactly, you know. A lot of times, you know, fires can be protection, can be light, they can be safety. Um, But anyway, so then they would relight their hearth fires from the fires of this celebration. All oh, right. Okay. So by AD 43, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. In the course of the next 400 years, a couple of Roman festivals, one of them called Feralia, which was in late October, they the, where the Romans commemorated the passing of the dead. For real, y'all. For real, y'all. So that could be the word <laughs> today. For real, yo. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, then there was another one. A second day was to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit trees. So some think that uh, her symbol was the apple, and that maybe the idea of bobbing from apple, for apples came from that. Oh, You're bobbed for an apple, like at a fall festival or something? I have.
1: That's nasty. It is. Other people have their slobber slobbering on COVID
0: virus up in that place. It's kind of difficult. It is hard, yeah. actually. It's
1: very hard. You kind of got jabby teeth down in there hard, don't you?
0: So, absolutely, man. So let's jump forward a few hundred years here, Keith. All right. All right, so May 13th, 609 A.D., Pope Boniface. The fourth, Boniface. you know, the famous Boniface. Yeah. He dedicated the Pantheon in Rome to honor all of the Christian martyrs. And the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established. Mm, okay. Oh, back maybe a few hundred years forward, you know, 50 years forward, 100 years, 200, who knows? We're somewhat reliable. <laughs> Pope Gregory later expanded the festival to include All Saints as well as martyrs, and moved it to November 1st. There you go, All Saints Day. So, Absolutely. So by the ninth century, the influence of Christianity had spread through the Celtic lands. It blended with these older rites. So now November 2nd was called All Souls Day. Oh, okay. So they had All Saints Day, then All Souls Day, where they celebrated and honored the dead that had gone on to be with the Lord. So after that, Keith, we move on to that night before. Actually, the All Souls' Day, by the way, was celebrated similarly to the So Win, with bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes, as saints, angels, and devils. Keith. Uh-huh. So now we get the All Saints' Day. Seems like that might have influenced. Might have influenced All where Hallow we got, Eve got to. Eve, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what the day before then was ultimately called All Hallow's, Hallow's Eve, from Middle English All hallows Mess. okay, Mace, meaning All Saints' Day, the night before it. All right, the night of the traditional So Win. Became All Hallows Eve or Halloween. Halloween. Now, now we're not going to go much deeper into the history, but we're going to skip forward because you know I think of quite a few monsters, Keith. When I think of dressing up, we think of ghosts, we think of witches yeah. and brooms, we think of zombies, Frankenstein's, vampires. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's go. Like if you were
1: listening to the song Monster Bash and you could uh, envision monsters dancing to it. You probably think of Frankenstein. I
0: think of Frankenstein and zombies with their zombies, arms out and kind yeah. of oh, oh. werewolves. Werewolf. Oh, there you go. Vampires. Vampires. And you usually have a mummy up there. You got a mummy. You? Right. The mummy's right there with Frankenstein. But I think
1: the mummy's been overlooked a little bit, and, and that's crazy because they're real. It's the only one up exactly. there that's actually real, right? And that's why we,
0: Keith, we love an underdog here on chat. I
1: know we do. Because who
0: would have guessed we would have been the greatest podcast of all time? <laughs> we were under. We were underdogs ourselves at one time, Keith. That's right. And that's so cool. here we are, Keith, so I'm gonna pass so we're the baton. For the mummy. Now that we know a little bit about mummies and a little bit about the history of Halloween, we're gonna pass it over to Keith here. And so did you mention,
1: John, I just wanted to ask you before we move on from the history, did you mention the reasons why they did mummy they mummified people? Was it it was to preserve their bodies, is it like to honor them, or was
0: it like more like an afterlife kind of thing? Well that's a good question. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both, you know, both. because the reason they put, certainly what little I recall about Egyptian mummies in particular, they put all that stuff for the pharaoh yeah. to have all his wealth and all the stuff like you could carry it with you into the afterlife. Yeah, he might put his
1: chariot in there and yeah. uh, different gold and so, stuff that he had. So you yeah. wanted
0: to be, I guess, as yeah. bodily formed still as possible moving into that next right. realm. Have you seen a mummy, though? It's yeah. not real pretty. Not real pretty. But, um, you know. But I mean some of them goodness, like accidental mummies, like you yeah. find the bog people, like people that fell in bogs and were preserved Reserved. or that uh ones that were frozen to death like in the Himalayas or something. Yeah. And, but yeah. I guess
1: it'd be better than dust and ash, right? So. <laughs> yeah, if you <laughs> right. got
0: to go into that next world with your chariot, you got to be able to at least have some form to sit in it instead of just a bowl of ashes up there. So at some point though,
1: mummies even though they were real and they were kind of part of a religious right, they become scary. Well, I mean, there's obvious reasons it is dealing with death in general, Sure. so that makes sense. But there's other things that kind of made it scary and brought it into like a, made it into a mainstream monster, right? Right. Um, we all know the old cat Bram Stoker, right? Well, yeah,
0: me and Bram go way back.
1: So most people probably know him. He's most known for 1897's Dracula, right? Um, But he also wrote a novel called *The Jewel of Seven Stars* in 1903, which uh, actually featured mummies. Right, right. And in that novel, mummies were like supernatural villains. And so, there you go. I think this was one of the first times that it was they were made scary, you know. And that was just a couple of years after the first scientific examinations of mummies that happened in 1901.
0: Exactly. That's what I was going to say, yeah. too, because of all the Egyptology yeah. going on in Britain you know, going over and discovering the pyramids. I'm sure there was a huge fascination with these tombs right. and these, so you got, these real mummies. And you got Bram, who
1: is already a horror writer with Dracula. Right. And so he's just taking something that's kind of in probably in the mainstream media during that time. Kind of in the
0: vogue, man. It's popular. And it's and already kind of a
1: death thing. It's someone right. who's been dead a long time. So it's easy to make something like that scary. So he starts to do that, right? And bring him back to life, man. They're mm-hmm. freaky. So then another thing happened. You've already mentioned in 1922. The most famous mummy, King Tut, King was Tut- discovered. Tutankhamen, um, and so around that there was also already folklore that if you disturbed these mummies, you'd be cursed, may even die.
0: I'm sure that came from the Egyptians, too, that probably. were there trying to take them to these places. Yeah. Some of them were like, oh, no, 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 no.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably some of the culture we in that, that area. We think that even, like, yeah. you
0: know, around here, there's Indian burial grounds. People think right, curse is mean, yeah. related to going and disturbing. Yeah. Poltergeist, man. Yes, yeah, so it was, there yeah,
1: you go. You don't want to build your swimming pool over an Indian graveyard, right? You sure don't, man. And your four-year-old girl Ooh, is see stuff in the TV. stuff. Yeah. So um, anyway... That didn't scare Mr. Carter, Howard Carter. He was a British archaeologist and he went forward with exhuming, you know, King Tut. But early on in his expeditions, he had several members of the expedition that died of unnatural causes. Uh huh. Yeah. There you go. And so it's, uh, that's all it takes to fuel the mummy craze. Exactly. And so that kind of easily, uh, sensationalized in the media these, you know, deaths that are happening with this thing that, everybody already is probably saying, hey, dude, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Right, exactly. And so that made it even more scary. And just 10 years later, probably one of the most famous movies, um, The Mummy by Boris Karloff, Um, And that if if you're thinking in your in your mind an old black and white movie about a mummy,
0: you're thinking you're thinking of that one. Yeah, it's that
1: famous mummy movie, The Mummy. Oh, absolutely. And so I think that that really brought it in as a mainstream monster, put it right there with Frankenstein and Dracula and all those. And so that's kind of the history of how it becomes scary. So what's the difference, John, though, in a mummy and a zombie? Because now zombies, I think they they have. Become really popular. They're the big thing in, these days. So yeah. yeah, up until you know recently, kind of waning off a little bit because Walking Dead's waning off and stuff like that. But you know, but for like they the the Daryl. What's his name? What's Daryl's last name? Daryl Dixon.
0: Dylan started watching it. But you know,
1: yeah. that, I think these things kind of ebb and flow. They you do. know, like you had uh, what was it? Anne Frank. No, that's the I'm Diary of Anne Frank.
0: That's like some World War II stuff. Anne Rice, is that her name? Anne Rice. Yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> That's a and Frank, Frank wrote her and Rice Frank
1: and Frank wrote a very scary book too, but it was a different. Right, book, right, very, very realistic. But, really um, but and Rice wrote the uh, the interview with a vampire. Right, right, right. So these things kind of ebb and flow. Um, yeah, vampires
0: were a big thing there for a while. Recently, it's been zombies. It's been zombies. Maybe somebody out there, we've got a budding movie uh, producer or director out there who needs to bring the mummy back, man. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, bring I them you. back, yeah. man.
0: If you're out there, bring the mummy back.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Um, so, my question is, though, John, what's more scary, and what's the difference? Because first of all, we didn't tell what the difference is on a zombie and a mummy, because they're both dead, right? Okay. So, so zombies are they both dead though? Theoretically, so zombies they've been dead before, at least they've been
0: at least been dead before. But how they come back to life is probably the difference, right? Right, right. And well, and the well, let's put it this way: so zombies are brainless and lifeless, right? They've yeah. died. Generally, in the stuff we see, there is some kind of virus that yeah. causes their body to physically die, but it somehow reanimates. Right, really, so it's really not them. It's just a, a reanimated body. It
1: is. Brainless. And somehow, yeah. too, their body just slowly deteriorates and
0: rots. It's not preserved in any
1: way. And then, opposite of that is a mummy is purposely preserved. Very purposely, even ritualistically and religiously preserved at times. And also, even though mummies are mute and may give you the impression that they're not intelligent, it's actually quite the opposite than most mummy- folklore you know they're not so only really they're a little scarier intelligent kid. they're also like supernatural in a there lot of cases. you go evil there spirits or yep. whatever you know so yeah i think they're definitely scarier but zombies also have the numbers the power in numbers right well now
0: that's true too because ve- they travel in hordes
1: they do the zombie yeah. hordes Carefully. yeah <laughs> with a d <laughs> yeah so they do and um and so I, I guess, you know, that's their strength is the hordes. The hordes. And mummy's strength is that each individual
0: one is kind of supernatural. Each right? one each one is, yeah, I guess depending in the movies how, maybe how powerful of a king or whatever right. they yeah. are or the spirit is. The that's spirit, how powerful the yeah. mummy is going to be. But did you know, John, though,
1: that there actually is a very famous American mummy? Yeah. American, not Egyptian now. Right. American
0: mummy. Until about a week ago. Yeah,
1: exactly. I did not know that. And until about a week ago, he existed, now he's underground. Okay. And so see, they I actually didn't know just that, recently either? just buried the dude. But, All right. So this guy's name was, his real name was James Murphy, a.k.a. James Penn, a.k.a. Stone Man Willie.
0: Stone Man Willie is way cooler. It That's is. just cool. That could be a song or a band. Right. Yeah. Or, or a hobo. What's your name, sir? My name's Stone Man Willie. You could could just bear that. Sounds like it could be a nickname for Willie Nelson. Stone Man. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Stone Man
1: Willie. There you go. So this guy was actually on display in a funeral home, in the uh, Theodore C. Allman Funeral Home in Berks County, Pennsylvania, in a town called Reading, Pennsylvania. For
0: 128 years. No way.
1: Yeah. So what happened, John? So let's just set the scene, okay? It's 1895 in Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. It's October, man. Halloween's in the air, right? Okay. It's coming up. All right. They had this big parade, though, for a fireman's convention. All right. Okay. Well, right before that, this guy, this cat got arrested for being drunk and for suspicion. So I guess they could just arrest you back then You're for suspicion. Drunk and you look You're suspicious. You're suspicious. You're going to jail. That's pretty shady, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, um, but he was a kind of a... A frequent flyer with the police. Right? Okay. He was so, like Otis. What they? Yeah, it was like Otis, really. And and so like, he didn't like himself in the jail. They and, liked him. Right. Exactly. And so like, what they're thinking is we got all these people coming to town, and we don't want Otis out. You know, we don't want harassing him, Otis. Right. Harassing the. And so they locked him up, and they let him out. So the the parade was on um, the second. He got arrested on the first, and he was released on the fifth after okay. the parade. So on the 7th, they received another call from this lady called Lizzie Daltrich. Well, she looks was close enough. She was a servant um, at the Morris Browns boarding house, and she was sleeping in her bed, and she heard kind of rustling around in her room. And when she stirred, she saw a guy <laughs> just kind of crawl under her bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so she saw the feet going under, right? And so that was uh that was old Stone Man Willie, Stone Man Willie, also known as James, James Murphy Pen back then. James we know now Penn. James Murphy. But what happened um, was he was actually trying to rob her, and she kind of stirred, and it scared him, so he got <laughs> under the bed.
0: So he he didn't mean her any malice or harm. Obviously, he was just trying to steal right, her stuff. Yeah,
1: he's just trying to steal her stuff. So anyway, he uh she snuck out of bed and locked the her bedroom door. I guess it could lock from the outside. I don't know why, but. It's kind of weird, but anyway, locked her bedroom door somehow. Locked him in there. All right. Um, and um, called the police. Okay. So the police they come and arrest him. The 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 uh, Reading Eagle, which was their newspaper back then, reported that he had been burglarizing all the the boarding room, how the, all the boarding house rooms uh, while they slept. And they also reported a little bit later, while he was in jail, that he actually attempted suicide in his jail cell um, by Kinda handkerchief in a noose and looping around the prison bar. So this guy was apparently very disturbed. And what it was, John, is he actually suffered from alcohol withdrawals because he was an alcoholic, and that's probably why he was stealing stuff to try to get money for his alcohol, whatever. Right, right. Um,
0: Bless his heart, man.
1: And so he suffered from withdrawals for the next few weeks in prison, and seven weeks later, he died from liver failure from his alcoholism. I guess from possible, possibly from the withdrawals as well. I don't know, but yeah, DTS um, can
0: be bad. But I don't anyway, know personally, other than I worked in a psych unit at the hospital years ago. Right. And it can be pretty rough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've seen it from working in the hospital as well. And it, it is very rough. Um, so, anyway, um, he, though, his, his father actually was like a hotel keeper, big businessman. And so he didn't want to give his real name when he went to jail because he didn't want to disgrace his family. He had a brother and sister as well to do. And so he gave him the name James Penn instead right, of James, James Murray. Now, through historical you know, uh, research, we've figured out that his name is James Murray. Um, but he, the thing is, all those seven weeks before he died, he never would give his real name because he didn't want to disgrace his family. So they didn't know who he was or who he belonged to. Wow. And so the jail just kind of gave him this funeral home and said, I guess keep him until somebody identifies him. Right. And so <laughs> the, the funeral director embalmed him with some like experimental stuff and said, well, that'll preserve him until somebody comes identify him and nobody ever come identify him. I guess time just kind of went by, went by, went by and they had this dude in there and eventually became kind of like a conversation piece, you know, so they put like, them on we've display. we got the biggest
0: pineapple in the world here. <laughs> yeah. Or the so, biggest chunk of rock. Yeah, the biggest chunk of human, the mummified That's human crazy. in America, you know, so like. That's crazy.
1: So they kind of put them on display and it become like a, a, a thing in reading Pennsylvania for 128 years. Wow. And so Was just 128 recently. 128
0: 123? 128. Okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry. So they just
1: recently, like, like you said, like this a week ago, a week or two ago, decided to honor this guy and they got some historians to figure out who he was and they actually gave him a proper burial um but you can look up pictures of stone man willie on the internet he's a pretty preserved mummy i mean he looks That's just wild. like a mummy yeah
0: so their embalming techniques were pretty good I guess.
1: yeah we pretty good yeah i don't know what they use i didn't look that part up but uh, we figured out that he was 41 years old um he was actually from ireland waterford
0: from, ireland from ireland so there it is irish look connection. at it man the yeah. irish are coming back see we knew that was connected <laughs> didn't we the celtic thing the sam yeah so win. now we're back around to stone man willie and halloween
1: right so, so you come to america during a rough time you know you had a, a influx of immigration during that time this is the same time um that the gangs of new york movie took place you know um and, and our podcast, right. Flummididdle Podcast, about the um, gangs in New York and Old Smoke. Smoke, yeah. So check that one out. That's actually one of my favorites. Man, I love studying that stuff. Old Smoke was just a cool dude, right?
0: That was a trip. That's been a long time ago, man. Yeah, But anyway, Don't so he came... It. we got a lot of episodes. Check them out.
1: So that was going on, and also he would have actually came to America when he was 10 years old, and that would have been when the Civil War was still going on. So he come to America during a rough time. might turn you into an alcoholic, right? Right. Um So anyway,
0: Stone Man Willie, man. Isn't that crazy? Now, that's something, because the thing about uh, mummies is we got a very specific story here. Mm -hmm. Most of them you don't. You know, they find them if they find somebody in the snow or in the bog or even in Egypt. You you try to piece together, you know, and maybe if it's an Egyptian king, you can piece together a little bit from historical data that this was in the reign of so-and-so. Speaking of Halloween, and we're back after our cat interruption there. Speaking of Halloween, right? The spirit of a mummified cat came to life out in the (laughs) yard out there and started screeching. So um, I don't even know where we're at. (laughs) I don't even know either, man. You were saying you could piece together. Yeah, you could piece together from historical uh, record, maybe this this, uh, Egyptian mummy, king, pharaoh. Yeah. lived in this time and you can kind of piece together some of that time frame but not a specific story right yeah. like this so that's kind of wild so i don't know if i'd be as scared of stone man willie i don't know man but i don't I, know I if heard, he actually came back to life though bro i heard that he's
1: gonna rise again on halloween and, oh. and bring retribution to all the the ancestors of the people that locked him up that's what i heard and stole his liquor yeah stole his liquor Made he's just gonna be he's gonna be like no walking around <laughs> like a bourbon, bourbon. <laughs> whiskey where's
0: my bourbon so <laughs> you but stole my bourbon bourbon can you think of any other mummies that's that's neat but think of uh any other uh mummified movies you can think of
1: well, the Brendan Fraser movies, you know, were pretty big. Yeah, I mean, there that was a the thing. It was there kind of a, a redo of it with Tom Cruise. Not yeah, too long as ago. I recall,
0: it was a fairly good movie. I enjoyed it. You know, I don't recall. I don't know. Yeah, really, if it was or not, I don't. I probably, I might have seen it. I don't know. It depends they need when, to do Hollywood. Hollywood needs to do better. They need to upgrade. Yeah, they, they need to, to, to bring their prepared. mummy game. Yeah, because zombies were just like you know the George A. Romero Night of the Walk or Living Dead and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Which were fine for their time. Right. But really kicked it up with the first part of The Walking Dead and yeah. even and like the book which started War Z. graphic novel. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So if we could get somebody to do that with mummies, man. Right, yeah. I think it should be the next thing. I mean I we, think it should we've
1: been through the vampire thing a lot. We've been, been through, through the zombie thing. You know, we hadn't done Frankenstein very much, but who cares? Yeah. He's just one dude. But like mummies, you dude. could do a lot with you that. You could do
0: like a very individualized thing with a yeah. mummy. And it could happen all over the world. See, that's the way World War Z did. The book, mm-hmm. not the movie. The book was really cool. It would have like reports from China and reports from here. You'd start hearing stuff was going on. So if mummies rose up, they're not one horde of, of uh, zombies, but there might be an individual mummy wreaking havoc all over different geographic regions at yeah. the same time, bro. Very We're giving powerful. out ideas. Hey, look, that's for free. Yeah. If you want to take that idea and run with it. But if you want Make to pay, it's like ten percent, if you want to, we'll yeah, take it. We'll take it. Yeah. But what else you got to say about mummies, Keith? That's it, man. You got anything else? Well, I really don't. Uh, except for this, we've got a whole lot of other podcasts for y'all to listen to. As a matter of fact, I think last time I checked, we have almost a hundred episodes, Keith. Really? We're gonna have to check it on our hundredth episode. Yeah, we have to look, get somebody some to throw of, us a party. If you anybody out there wants to throw us a something. party yeah. or bring us to Ireland, we're still open to anybody from Ireland bringing us over the seas. To and the, and that's um, a feat for us because we only do like. One or two a month at the moment. I know yeah. at this point yeah, yeah. we slowed it down we're we're gonna we're gonna try to stick steady with that one or t- with that one for sure but if we can get up to two we'll be happy to do that yeah. and so maybe you got some bonus ones give some bonus episodes yeah. so we appreciate y'all listening man we hope you enjoy this we hope you have a safe Halloween and watch out you know like when we were kids the big thing is apples with razor blades in them yeah so don't be eating apples with razor blades in them yeah, don't do that. Or anything like or probably that. Probably any apples from any strangers. Yeah, don't eat apples from strangers in general. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and watch out for Stoneman Willie. Watch out he's for Stoneman Willie. You. If he's coming, if you happen to be out on your porch drinking beer on Halloween, you yeah. know, depending where you are, it might be too cold. But you in could probably honestly, do that in Alabama. I did
1: hear if you set a, a beer out on your porch before Halloween, then it will. It will scare away. It'll warn it, off because he didn't like it. ward him off. He was looking for liquor. Well, it, it's just. Or he, he just knows you're nice. It. Okay, you know? gotcha. He, he gotcha. knows you're you're a friendly. Friendly. It's kind yeah. of
0: like you're appeasing. Yeah. yeah, it's like a gift to the spirit. Okay, yeah. that, that so, makes sense. Yeah. So sit your favorite cold beverage out for Stone, or warm for beverage stall-man for Stone Man Willie. It's a new Halloween and tradition. It's a new Halloween tradition. There <laughs> you go.
1: Who knew? <laughs> yeah, there's got to be some merchandise. If uh, somebody drives by and like.
0: I I just saw a random beer sitting out on some porch (laughs) on Halloween night. I'm going to do it and take a picture. Stone Man (laughs) Willie. All right. Well, I've been John. I'm Stokey. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening. And don't forget, we are now the SHAT podcast, Science, History, Art, and Technology. But you can still reach us under the umbrella of Flumadiddle at doyouflumadiddle at gmail.com. I wish somebody would email us. Has anybody ever emailed us? We had people direct message us more on Facebook. That's right. We like, have yeah. had some direct messages. Yeah. But I wish somebody to email us just for fun. So I, I know. Could, so I could. We'll mention you on the podcast if you'll email us. I know. People all just right. don't do that as much email. They don't, I man. So, that's all right. I don't know. I'm not a big social media guy either way, so I don't check it a lot. But if you put it out there, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll, shout we'll you speak out. it forth. There you go. All right. in peace.